comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. The Holy Spirit spoke to me from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. And that's going to be our focus for the month. Praise God. He says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come, welcome into your season of new things. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning from this week and beginning from this month, it shall be your chapter of new things. Every month something new is happening in your life. Every week something unique is happening in your life. Look at how the New Living Translation puts it. The same place. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Somebody must be excited in your spirit. He said, forget everything else. I don't know how the first half was. Good, bad, great. Whatever it is. God is saying, forget all of that. Tap your neighbor and say, forget all of that. God is set to push us into a new zone. And you will find yourself in that new zone. He said, I am about to do something new. Verse 19. I have already begun. How many of you can feel God has begun it? It will manifest in your life, surely. He said, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. That which has been deemed impossible in this half, beginning from this week, shall be made possible in your life make this prophetic prayer into your life. You are saying, Father, fulfill your prophetic word of new chapters in my life. This new month, this month, with humbly testimonies, beginning from this week. Open your mouth and begin to speak to God. Fulfill your prophetic word of new chapters in my life. This month, with humbling testimonies, beginning from this week. Fulfill your prophetic word. Fulfill your prophetic word. Fulfill your prophetic word. Fulfill your prophetic word. Pray it with faith in your heart. That is a word for the moment. That is a word for the season. That is a word for the hour. Fulfill your prophetic word. Rako segrede beliba handsa. Mandebo kololobosia. Pali grade kato kalibaha. New chapters, new chapters, new chapters, new chapters. New chapters are open. 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 New chapters are being opened in your life, in my life, in our lives. Rago segedebeka, rapato kalebahanda, ego segelebeha, rapato kalebeka bosa brandeba. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. As he has spoken, he said he confirmed the word of his servant and performed the counsel of his messengers. He said, and blessed is he that believe for there shall be a performance of those things which were told there from the mouth of the Lord. God has spoken. You have believed it. It shall manifest in your life. 
I said it shall manifest in your life. Every week shall bring new chapters into your life. The old chapter that is a bad chapter is over. You are opening to new pages and new chapters. New chapters of joy. New chapters of excitement. New chapters of progress. Welcome to the best phase of your life. Shout a believing amen. Jam your hands together for the Lord. Praise God. Overcoming stagnation in a life. Part one. Overcoming stagnation in life. Part one. By way of introduction. Deuteronomy chapter one verse six. The Bible said the Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb saying you have dwelt long enough in this mountain. He said the Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb saying you have dwelt long enough in this mountain. Now it's one thing for a human being to tell you you have dwelt long enough. It's another thing for God to tell you have dwelt long enough. When a human being can identify you where you have been and can push you forward, when God tells you you have dwelt long enough at one place, it means that it's a season for a shift for you. I declare that it's your season of shifting. You are shifting for good. In the mighty name of Jesus. The world dwelt in the Hebrew simply means to sit down. Some of us have sat down long enough. On one issue, we have sat down for a long time. The word to uh, dwell long enough also in the Hebrew means to remain. You have remained at one spot. You have remained at a relationship that is going nowhere. You have remained at a business that is not bringing fruit. You have remained at a place where there is stagnation all over you. I announce to you it's a new season for you. I said it's a new season for you. This one rather doesn't look too good. The, to, to dwell long enough in a place in the Hebrew also means to cause to settle. To cause to settle. To cause to settle. Sometimes people settle at places and in, in, in certain conditions, not because they want to, but because the conditions have forced them. Adverse conditions have forced them to accept it. Praise God. Sometimes you can be in a relationship but you know there's no future for the relationship. But because you feel that you must also marry by all means, you decide to settle in it. Sometimes you are in a business and God is speaking about it. This is time to move. And because of certain benefits you get, you are struggling to move on. I pray that after this season, after this seven days is over, the courage to move on will come upon you. To cause to settle. The word dwelt long, dwelt in the Hebrew also means to tarry. Tarry, tarry, tarry. Sometimes you are made to tarry. Other times you are, you are tarrying and you know you are just wasting time. Any sort of such tarrying in your life, I declare that that season is over. Amen. While reflecting on this subject, I could not get any better biblical picture than what I saw in John chapter 6, John chapter 5 and verse 1 to 6, the New King James Version. John chapter 5, verse 1 to 6, this is what the Bible says. He says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Jesus is coming into our feast. In this season of fasting and prayer, don't just assume that it's just a gathering amongst ourselves. No, it's a gathering with angelic beings, and it's a gathering with God himself. The only thing that made the, the feast a different one was because Jesus was there. We have had half times in the time past. I don't know what you encountered, but in this half time, beginning from tonight and all through it, I sense God's presence strongly in our midst. 
I feel it strongly in our midst. And that presence will touch your life. The Bible said, There were, and now there was in Jerusalem by the ship gate a pool, which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Verse 3. In this laid a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Look at verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Look at verse 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Praise God. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. That's what we are talking about. Any unpleasant condition you've been in it for a long time. My God and the God of this house is shifting it in your favor. Amen. I said God is shifting it in your favor. Amen. Listen, this is a prophetic call. I have no business in the natural having to shout at this time and this face. Sunday, those of you who are in church, I told you of what happened. And there was no, no way I would come up and be declaring what I'm declaring. But I'm under compulsion by the Holy Ghost to move somebody into the next phase of your life. And that is why I declare prophetically to you, all you need is to let your faith come alive. I don't care how long you have stayed with that condition. I don't care who is saying it's impossible. I don't care who is saying it's over. But I declare to you by the word of the Lord that that condition is coming to an end. Amen. That condition is coming to an end. Amen. Your business is moving forward. Amen. Your family is moving forward. Amen. You are having a joyful testimony this time. Shout a believing amen. amen. When Jesus saw him and realized he had been in that state for a long time. We are not dealing with yesterday, two days, two weeks problem. We are dealing with long time issues. To overcome stagnation, we first of all need to understand what it means to be stagnated. What does it mean to be stagnated? To be stagnated is to be held at the same spot against one's wish or desire. To be held at the same spot against your wish or desire. It's your desire to make progress. It's your desire to marry. It's your desire to advance your business. It's your desire to carry your baby. It's your desire to break through academically. It's your desire to advance in life. But every time you make progress or you attempt to move forward, something seems to be pulling you back. Whatever it is that is pulling you back in this season, I decree that its power is broken. Its power is broken over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. To be stagnant is to be held. This man was held at one spot for 38 years. 38 years. Couldn't move, couldn't do anything. Why? Because there was a condition he was found himself in. There are certain conditions sometimes when you find yourself in, you can't move and go among certain people. Because you know that the moment they see you, they mock you. The moment they see you, they want to say things that are not true. They want to say things to castigate you and bring your spirit down. But I know my God and I trust my God that this is a season of a shift for someone. Your mockers shall be made a shame. Your mockers will see that God has changed your story. Give me a believing amen here. To dwell at one place for a long time. To be stagnated is to be unable to make progress. 
to be unable to make progress. When you find yourself unable to make progress, it's not that you don't try, but the, the more you try, it looks like the more complicated it becomes. The more you try, the more you fail. But in this season, failure no more. In this season, defeat no more. In this season, setback no more. The Bible said the path of the just is like a shining light that shines bright and bright and bright unto a perfect day. Life is designed for progress. That's why life becomes a burden and full of frustration when you find yourself that you are not moving forward. You look at your life and it looks like friends are moving on and you are not moving forward. I see a shift coming for someone. The people who have said you have been left behind, they see that you are taking the lead now. In the mighty name of Jesus. To be stagnated is to be unable to make progress. To be stagnated, number three, is to stay in an unpleasant circumstance or situation much longer than desired or expected. Every now and then, sometimes we find ourselves in conditions we don't like, in conditions we don't desire. But every time you see yourself in an unpleasant circumstance or condition, you are not expecting to stay there forever. We want to come out. The Bible says, I, I like these two scriptures. And I, it, it gives me a perfect understanding of God's will. So I wrote, God's will for sufferings and afflictions in our lives is for a while or a moment and never forever. Never, never forget this. No matter the affliction or the challenge you find yourself in, if you can have this mentality, you will come out in no time. God's will for sufferings and afflictions in our lives is for a while. Or a moment and never forever. It's for a while. So if he has gone past a while, you must start reacting. And that is why this program has been put together to provoke you to react against every negative circumstance in your life. Because see, sometimes when something negative is happening around you and you are comfortable, it can continue for a long time. But when you get angry and you begin to react, you see that that circumstance is giving way. As you react in this fast, I see it giving way. Look at what the Bible says. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. The Bible said, but the God of all grace, hey, the God of all grace is coming through for you. Amen. He said, but the God of all grace, who are called us into it, unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Now look at this. Oh. You have been called into what? Eternal glory. So you are supposed to live a life of glory that is unending. But while you expect that kind of life, after you have suffered a while. So what he's saying is that even in a life destined for glory, you can also go through one suffering or the other. But because you are destined ultimately and eternally for glory, your sufferings are only for a while. Turn to your neighbor and tap him and say, it's for a while. It's not meant to kill you. It's not meant to outlive you. By all means, it is for a while. Turn to your neighbor on your right and say, it's for a while. That's what the Bible says. What are you dealing with? I want you to be encouraged and to know the mind of God concerning that situation that is for a while. You are single, it's for a while. You are childless, it's for a while. You are, you are jobless, it's for a while. You are sick in your body, it's for a while. I see my God come through for you this time. In the name of Jesus. He says, it's for a while. After you have suffered a while, God himself will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. In the second half of the year, God will do all of that for you. God will perfect you. God will establish you. 
God will strengthen you and God will settle you. Number four, to be stagnated means to be left behind. To be left behind by others. To be left behind by others. Life is an individual race. But life in itself is a race. The Bible says, seeing therefore that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, let us therefore run with patience the race set before us. There is a race set before you, there is a race set before him too. But when you are running, we are all in a race. When some people go ahead of you, and almost it's not that one person, almost every now and then you see people going ahead of you, ahead of you, ahead of you. It sometimes looks like you have left behind. Your friends are getting married and you are not. Your friends are moving on, buying cars, you are not. Your friends are living in large, large uh, uh, estate and you are not. And it looks like you are left behind. It looks like stagnation to me. But though you were left behind, the Bible also said the last shall be the first and the first shall be the last. In this season, God will give you speed. In this season, God will give you grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. A man was left behind for 38 years. But one encounter changed your story. Listen, you see, most of the time, when God comes to visit us prophetically, one of the things that can disturb us is how long we have been in that condition. You can easily look at yourself and see, uh, see how long I've tried to have a, a child. See how long I've tried to be married. See all the things I've been trying and I'm not breaking through. And you can easily give up on yourself. But look, this man stayed there 38 years. When Jesus stepped in once, everything changed. Now listen, you, Jesus is not stepping in once. He's stepping in seven solid days. Seven days. He created the world in six days. When he stepped in your matter seven days, you should be sure of a testimony. I see God stepping permanently for you. I see your condition changed for good. Shout a believing amen. Looking at the man by the pool, all his friends left. All his friends. 38 years at one place, his friends left. Those who are married, married. Those who are traveling, traveled. Those who are building, built. And he was there 38 years, not moving. 38 years. Unpleasant situation. Four things you must know and understand about stagnation as I prepare to close. Four things to know and understand about stagnation. Number one is the fact that stagnation is real. Stagnation is real. When we look at this man's story, it's not like a, a fiction. It is something that was real. There are people who are so stagnated, backward, seeing no progress at one spot for a long time. There was one woman also who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And it's not like she was not making an attempt to heal herself. She did her best, but her best grew worse. Every time she did her best to get well, things went worse. But this time, Jesus stepped in. You see, in all, both cases, these were lengthy cases. But when Jesus stepped in, one moment, everything was turned around. May this be that moment for you. I said, may this be that moment for you. May this be the season you've been waiting for. May this be the moment you've been waiting for. In the mighty name of Jesus. So stagnation is real. When you hear some people's story, 
You can be in a family and it looks like in a circle, one after the other, everybody is stagnated when it comes to academics. Everybody is stagnated when it comes to financial explosion. When it comes to marriage, everybody is stagnated. It's real. There are people who are doing their very best, but they make no progress. The Bible said the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to the wise. Favor to men of skill or riches to men of understanding. By time and chance happens to them all. And I declare that this shall be your own time. This shall be your own season. Somebody give me a belief in amen. Give me a louder amen. Number two. Stagnation comes in different shapes and forms. There are different kinds of stagnation. Stagnation can be spiritual. There are people who are spiritually stagnated. Spiritually stagnated. In fact, Paul, when he was writing, or whoever wrote Hebrews, was speaking in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. The King James said, For when for the time, when for the time you ought to be teachers, when for the time you ought to be a graduate, when for the time you ought to marry. When for the time you must be able to quote scripture. When for the time you must be able to know how to discern the left from the right. When from the time you should be able to pray in tongues one hour. When for the time you must be very consistent in church. Paul was saying, when for the time you should have left certain habits of sin. You are still hooked up with those things. You are still acting like a baby. Spiritually stagnated. He came to Corinth and he was telling them, he said, when I came to you, I could not speak to you as adults, but as babies, as children, because you are, you are babies and infants, you are still depending on milk. That's what Paul was saying here. There are people who are stagnated spiritually. They can't study the Bible for themselves. They don't have a personal relationship with God. They can't pray by themselves 30 minutes all by themselves. One hour, they will sleep on you. Praise God stagnated spiritually are not able you engage them to take them for lunch if they can give you 20 scriptures from their head and it will be war stagnated spiritually i see every spiritual stagnation coming to an end listen there's stagnation all stagnations are bad but the worst form of stagnation is spiritual stagnation where you are stagnated at the place stagnated you see, our spiritual life must be growing. You must be born again. You must now become committed to God, become a worker in the house of God, and then grow to become a leader. Praise God. That's how it's supposed to be. When you come to church, that's the, pro the structure of progression. When you are growing, you move. You move, you move. You move from one phase to the other. To sit in church for a long time and be easily offended. That's stagnation. Sit in church, sit under this weighty word of God. Sunday after Sunday and find it difficult to forgive. That's stagnation. To be so envious and jealous, that's stagnation. Praise God. Spiritually stagnated. But in this season, I see God shift your level. I see God move you forward. I see God move you forward. Others are also morally stagnated. They are, they are engrossed with all kinds of negative addictions. You are not able to break free. Paul said, to will is present with me. But to do that which I will, I find not. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, he said, all things are lawful unto me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Somebody say the power of any. 
That's stagnation. When you are brought under the power of negative influences. You don't want to masturbate, but you can't stop it. You are, you are bound, stagnated. You don't want to fornicate, but you can't stop it. You don't want to lie, but you can't stop it. And it's not as if you can't stop it because the scriptures cannot be broken. The Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you. So when sin is controlling you, it's not about the sin, it is about yourself. And I pray that every stronghold of sin over your life, in this season it shall be broken over your life. In this season it shall be destroyed over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some suffer academic stagnation. One exam they write it ten times. But this season shall not be so. This season shall not be so. One reason, five times, four times, seven times. Praise God. But in this season, the Bible said, and God gave Daniel, Shadrach, these four men, God gave them wisdom and understanding that in all manner of learning, they excel ten times better. I pray that level of wisdom for every student here. You will come out ten times better. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a louder amen. amen. Others are financially stagnated. Every month their pocket is dry. It's financial stagnation. Every month their pocket is dry. There is no month they have been able to go through with something fat in their pocket. But beginning from July is changing. Amen. I said beginning from July is changing. Amen. Financial stagnation is over. Somebody shout, financial stagnation is over. Financial stagnation is over. Others, career or business stagnation. Every time they say they are doing business. But if you ask them, what profit is coming out of it? <laughs> Nothing to show. Where do you work? I work with Tigo. What do you have? Nothing. Praise God. The person is just going about moving to and fro. Nothing to show for it. Stagnation. Every stagnation in your business is cursed. Amen. A shift is coming for someone. Amen. If that person were you, I will hear your amen loudest. Amen. Number three, stagnation in any area of your life has a cause. Stagnation. Somebody say stagnation. stagnation. In any area of my life has a cause. Let me show you this scripture that I found very interesting. <laughs> Zechariah 1, 18 to 21. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns. Somebody say four horns. He said, I lifted up my eyes and saw four horns. Please take note. Four horns. Then, verse 19, he says, And I said unto the angel that, that talked with me. So he saw some things, some horns. And he also saw an angel talking with him. Now look at this. What be these? And he answered me, these are the horns which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Please take, this is a very serious scripture. Which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Verse number 20. Horns. And the Lord showed me four carpenters. Hmm. Holy Ghost carpenters are coming to work for you. Then he said, then said I, what come these to do. And he spake saying, these are the horns which have scattered Judah so that no man, please take note of that word, so that no man did lift up his head. That's stagnation. No man! There are some families, sometimes it can take a very long time for anybody to have a meaningful marriage. No man lift up their head. 
You can go to school, but they will keep you poor. No man lift up his head. No man. You can go into a whole family and nobody is a graduate. No man lift up his head. There are certain demonic horns. Now, you see, he's talking about horns here. And he's also talking about angels. Then he says the angels were given to attend to the horns. Now, whatever it is, I believe that these are spiritual forces. Because if they were natural forces, he would not use angels. He would rather want to consider some human beings to deal with them. But angels are ministering spirits. So it's a spirit to spirit fight. Praise God. He said that these horns have been released so that people will be stagnated. No progress. But, Hakaboko say, somebody say but. Yeah, he said, but these are come to fray them and to cast out the horns of the Gentiles, which lifted up their horn over the land of Judah to scatter them. Every satanic horn over your life shall be scattered. So sometimes you are going through a particular situation and you are just eating and drinking. That's why it's good to fast sometimes. Praise God. Because we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. It's not everything that is natural eye. I told you on Sunday, if you walk with your natural eye, you will die early. Praise God. Horns. Invisible horns. Judah was scattered. Jerusalem was scattered. And they didn't know what was happening. Until God opened his eyes and he saw that the thing that is happening in the natural is not a natural thing. He said, oh, uh, uh, it's because of so, so, and so. It's not because of those natural things you see. There's more to it than what you see. There's more to it than what you see. And that is where you need to engage the supernatural forces of heaven. So every stagnation in any area of your life has a cause. Somebody say, there's a cause. And you know, Diseases can easily be cured when we identify the cause. Once we identify the cause, even if you don't have the cure today, tomorrow science will continue trying its best until resolution comes to that particular cure. Praise God. But if you don't know the cause, you can struggle for a long time. Thank God there's a cause. The cause may be spiritual or physical, but there's a cause. And we are going to deal with all of such. Number four, as I close, stagnation can be overcome. And I think somebody should be excited about that. Stagnation can be overcome. Because that's what we saw. When you read down, he said, Then the Lord showed me four carpenters. The Lord showed me how many? Four carpenters. You see, there are carpenters in heaven. (laughs) And they will be on your case to work it. They will be on your case to fix it. Listen, if there are carpenters who are artisans, I want to believe that there are surgeons in heaven. You see, there are specialties, any specialty, any field, there are angels who specialize at it. It's like the army. You see, in the army, they have all kinds of specialists within the army. When they go for war, all of them are available. And in the heavenly hosts, there are also specialists of any kind. If it is a building matter, carpenters will attend to it. If it's a surgical matter, the surgeons will attend to it. Listen, in this season, let nothing disturb you at all. Because by all means, your case will be called. Your case will be attended to. Shout a believing amen. Shout a believing amen. All we need to do is to identify the cause. And then, discover the relevant forces. Carpenters were released to address it. 
We need to identify the cause and then engage the relevant forces in order to remove the carpenters and remove all of those things. And I see that that's what we are going to be doing. Praise God. I just introduced you to it, but from tomorrow, we'll be releasing them one after the other. The forces require in order to bring us into a season and continuous flow of advancement. You will never be stagnated again. I said you will never be stagnated again. You will never be left behind again. You will not be in that condition forever. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to give God thanks for what you have heard. Fakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza. Opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. Oh,